Hey everybody, I missed you. So I came back. So I want I, I get the, the honor and privilege of introducing you to whoops, this mic stand, to two of the coolest people I've ever met. And your hosts for the evening. John Noe and Mr. Benjamin Shea. Working, Ben? No. <laughs> oh, well. All right. Yeah, try another one. How about Alex and the Remus Lupins? Thanks so much, dude. Sound like a lot of fun. You got a mic yet, dude? Yeah. There we are. So and we have Ben. Awesome. Without right, further, well, let's get the rest of the gang out here. Yeah. So without further ado, let's let's introduce our first set of panelists. Coming from Medford, New Jersey, is Andrew Sims. And of Thank course. You. Joining us as well are everyone's favorite Hufflepuff, Sue Upton. And everybody, a legion of... A leaky mug just isn't a leaky mug without everybody's favorite Brit, who is still proud to be an American, Jamie Lowe. And of course, Mr. Mugglenet himself. Kiss him because he's Irish, he's Emerson Sparks. Now, Leaky Zone, Melissa Anelli. <laughs> Melissa Anelli. Leaky Muggers, cancel podcast, get out now. Um, wizard purists, mad, I let muggles into Lumos. 
are chasing me down, but I hide at Starbucks. Don't think anyone will think to look for me there. Might have time to go for a cappuccino. Get out before they get you. Tell John that. That's, that doesn't look good. Oh, who? Who do you? What? You, you found Melissa? Where's Melissa? Where is she? It's the oars. Can't stop us! Woo! <laughs> Hell no. This is very true.
have the show back. Let's get on right on to it. Ben, what, what are we doing Woo! here first? So guys, you know, this whole Harry Potter convention, we have people from all over the world. There's a lady out here as far away as Australia. Yeah. I'm there from Kansas, and I'm just curious, what were some of your guys' favorite parts about this? Yes. Lumos, favorites. Did anybody uh, see our, our thrilling water quidditch victory yesterday? Oh, yeah! That was fun. Oh, my God, was that fun. I'm pretty sure a lot of people are uh, upset with us now because we just came in there and won. Also true. Do we have uh, Coach Pine out there somewhere? Oh, there they are. And they still continue. <laughs> there she is. Leader of the water quidditch, Aaron, Coach Pine, and her big hat over there. That was a lot of fun. I heard, what, else, what else did we all do this week, guys? It well, I heard a rumor fun. that Harry and Draco showed up the fan fiction discussion. Slash, true. slash panel. Ooh. Slash. And we're That's tired true. of being shipped. Who would that be? Well, we didn't really... <laughs> I don't know. I've heard stories about, about that, too. What are they talking about? I don't know. I, I've, heard, I've heard rumors that Harry and Draco were just tired of being shipped, and they decided to set the record straight. But I don't know. That might, that might come online at some point, a short video of that. <laughs> Morning Merle will be shipped with anybody. She doesn't care. But overall, I think the convention in general has been a success. You know, we have a, we've had roundtable discussions and keynotes on everything from Snape being good or bad to uh, the wonderful podcasting discussion that we went to the other morning. And so just props to those who have been organizing the most and putting all of this together. I think it's been a success. Oh, absolutely. Round of applause for them. Absolutely. This was my first convention, my first Harry Potter convention, my first anything convention, so I had no idea what to expect out of this. And it was, I had so much fun. I wish it could go on for days and days longer. But, um, but actually, uh, I don't know how many of you are hopping on a plane tomorrow to head somewhere else, or we could be doing something like this. I think our, our favorite author might be coming somewhere. 
How many people are meeting us out there? Awesome. Awesome, big fans. <laughs> well, why don't we do our own little canon discussion here? A canon oh, conundrum? Can we, can we hear everybody's? Everybody's mic's working? <coughs> Test. Hello? Somebody cut yes. off Emerson's mic. I didn't even pay him to do that, so. Somebody. Well, ever since, the, <laughs> ever since the interview with Richard, Richard and Judy a few weeks back or a month or so, whenever it was, the whole media has gone crazy about whether Harry's going to live or die. And of course, they have to continue to say that J.K. Rowling is going to, care, is going to kill off her beloved Harry Potter. So Rowling. we thought that it makes sense to discuss that here, whether or not Harry is going to live or die. I, I just want to add, add one thing. My, my main role here is just to be obnoxious and overly to the point. So, uh, I, I have something... <laughs> so, Emerson, it's just basically no change. Yeah, Melissa and I actually agree. Regular Emerson. All right. Um, something interesting happened when Melissa and I were at... Uh, he keeps uh, telling this story. No, this is his story. It's not your story. I'm the one who asked the question. You were not. Shut your mouth. I blah, blah, blah. The so anyway, when no, we were at the, at the event in Naperville... He keeps jumping At the event in Naperville about a week ago... Um, we were, we were getting ready to go on stage, stage, at the bookstore, and um, we were talking to the lady who, who owns the bookstore, or works at the bookstore, and she said that when J.K. Rowling came to visit the first time, uh, years ago, before she was really famous, somebody asked her, and this, this is not online yet, so you guys are all in the know, as far as... So, she told us that a fan asked her if Harry, Ron, and Hermione would live through the series, and she said, yes. <laughs> So, 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 so as, as, far, as far as I'm concerned, we can just, you know, change the topic. So, well, you know, we can all leave now, right? We're, yeah. we're done? Good? Yeah, you guys I are believe good? it. Okay. Well, I discussion pretty all right. Sure. Well, I hate to be a naysayer, but Emerson's wrong. Um, I really think that whenever you're having a wizarding war or any kind of war, that there's always going to be casualties. So it doesn't make sense for the two closest people to Harry to make it through the entire thing. And so I think it's worth discussing. It makes perfect sense. Well, how you many of why? our Wiki Mug crew are on which side of the fence here? How many of us think that, I think he'll live. How about you guys? Raise your hands. Live? Live, baby. Live. 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 Die. Andrew, Ben, you're on the die I'm side? On the die. I'm on the die side. Here's the reason. We talked about this on MuggleCast. Uh, no, I'm, I'm on the bad side, oh too. We talked about <laughs> Actually, first, before, um, before we continue, I just want to point out that we are streaming this live to the Internet right now, so say hello to the world. Yes. Or, Give or the 150 to 200 people who can listen right now. It's more now. than that. We, we upped it. I, oh. I lied. So It's quite a few hundred people. <laughs> we have a lot of Edward fans here as well. My question is, though, is it, why is it always the case that the hero has to survive? Why can't the hero ever die? The hero I think does the hero die. could die. And plenty of stuff. Why not Harry Potter? Because he's Harry Potter, and he's going to live. Oh, okay. So that's it. Hello, hello. No, he's, he's, he's it, it's, it's called the boy who lived, not the boy who Sue Upton, the boy who lived when Voldemort initially cast a spell on him. He, this is different now. That's this a really long chapter title. title. The boy who lived. The boy who lived. Yes. The boy who lived. It's past. Past. 
Not present now. I know, but the boy, because I heard you bring this up on podcast. The boy who lived. But it's the boy who lived in chapter one. We're past that. We're in book seven. This is ten years later. Almost ten years. It's It's called Coming Full Circle. You have, that's the first chapter of the entire series. Maybe it'll be the last chapter of the entire series. But then again, the boy who lived in the past tense. But no, he's going to live. Why is he going to live? J.K. Rowling said so. Because he's going to live. <laughs> okay. Raise your hand if you think Harry's going to die. Wait, Thank is this you. dying? Thank you. <laughs> oh. You're, all, you're all completely wrong. Honestly, though, Joe has always been realistic about the casualties of war, beginning with the axing of Cedric in book four, and then... Wouldn't you think it makes sense for Harry to sacrifice himself to save the world? No. No, no he could just save the world. Of course not. Who oh, had Trelawney in here? I thought she was on the blacklist. Trelawney, you're a fraud anyway, so it's okay. Uh. <laughs> however, however, something interesting to point out, Mugglenet's own Jamie Lawrence said that if Harry oh, yeah, does die, he's going to eat 50 jumbo sausages and video Jumbo sausages. You still plan on doing that, Jamie? Yeah, so he, he can't die. <laughs> Hear that, Joe? For the sake of my figure, he can't die. <laughs> well, this is, so, this is sort of part of the same discussion, but do you think that everyone's pretty sure Voldemort's going to die, right? Oh, yeah, of course. Wouldn't it be cool for the evil side to win? I mean, just once? Who are you, Ben Shane? Not cool. <laughs> Who's a fire hazard? <laughs> Therefore, he must go. Killing muggles, killing Harry's parents, breaking building code violations. <laughs> That means death. Evil. Well, okay, we're going to think Voldemort's going to die. How, how do we think that's even going to happen? I mean, do we really think Harry is strong enough to, to fight Voldemort yet? The Horcrux. Really? Yeah. Well, we know that he's got something that nobody else has, this power that Voldemort doesn't know. What is the power, anyway? Love? How do you use love to kill somebody? <laughs> a big hug and a kiss? I feel like we're playing prices right here a little bit. <laughs> Care Bear Stare, I like that, that's good. Voldemort hates the Care Bears, it's true. What do you guys think? About what? How can, we, how can somebody use love to, to kill somebody? Or Send to bank somebody? Because the word was famous. So Ginny's going to do it? So you, what, what was it you said on Pottercast? What about you Give him a hug, you pat him on the butt. Yeah, give him a little pat on the bum, great, send him on his way. Great game, we're done. Yeah, that's all it takes. See or, you next time. or it's either that or if Voldemort is so disgusted by love, Harry could bring his new girlfriend Ginny up and start kissing her. And if they kiss long enough, then he'll just melt to the ground and. Turn into a pile of goo, and that'll be the end of the story. You think? Pile of goo? Yeah. Melting? <laughs> <laughs> you 
you disagree, Alex? <laughs> How about another round of applause for Alex for that awesome pre-show that he put on? I heard you guys screaming all the way over in Death Theater camp. I heard you screaming for Alex. I thought, I thought, you know, I thought Joe had entered the building. Nice, Alex. <laughs> But yeah, so are we at least in agreement that the power that Voldemort knows not is Harry's uh, capacity to love or to be compassionate? No one disagrees with that? No. No? Because then it'd be easier to actually have an argument if someone disagreed with that. <laughs> Jamie, how about you pretend to disagree with that? Okay, yeah, I think it's a terrible idea. Uh, I was going to say, um, couldn't love act as a protection rather than uh, power, so it's... Uh, so Voldemort can't hurt him for some reason or another. And then he needs something else to kill him, like a gun. He's going to kill Voldemort. Or a cannon. Well, but the power, the power to love is, you know, great. Ha ha. Power, there's power. It has to manifest itself in some way. It can't just be, oh, Harry loves. Therefore, the force. No, God, stop. Who sacrificed? Sacrifice. My foot. Harry's sacrifice? No. Ron's no. sacrifice? No. What about Snape's sacrifice? I think that. I think that's it too. But there's some interesting wording to that prophecy that um, Hachero brought up to me this week. Hot Cheryl, of Hot course. Cheryl. Where is Hot Cheryl? Hot Cheryl! Hot Cheryl. Stand up! Stand up! <laughs> the prophecy says, it doesn't say, he who will kill the Dark Lord has this power, whatever. It says, he who has the power to kill the Dark Lord. It doesn't say he will kill the Dark Lord. Was it kill, kill or vanquish? Vanquish. Vanquish. Steve? Whatever. Vanquish. Vanquish. Kill. Defeat. Get out of the way. Push him off the stage. Whatever. Yes. He has the power to. The prophecy specifically does not say that he will use this power. He just has it. Mm. So it could... The power... Having the power itself may stop him from having to actually kill, murder. He could, you know... So what you're saying is Harry's going to die. No. No, Harry can die. Hell no. He's going to live. He's going to live for a long time and have babies with Ginny. Yes. Well, we all know he's going to get with Ginny. I mean, that's not even open to discussion, is it? Is, is whether Harry's going to get with Ginny worth yeah. the discussion? Yeah. Is that even open to discussion anymore? No? It's a fun discussion. Well, I know, I know a few people up here happen to think that after Ginny sacrifices herself for Harry, that Harry could be looking in Hermione's direction again. not my theory. I can't help it. I just, the, the Harry Hermione ship just really gets me going. Yes. Emerson is the newest Harry Hermione shipper convert. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry, guys. I really think John might be just a little, just a little bit, John, just a little bit delusional. No one is delusional either. But where were we? Vanquishing Voldemort. Who thinks they have the most crazy, unique idea of how he's going to do that? Because we all know some of the easy ones. 
without you. Stan Shunpike is going to help? What do you think, Coach Pine? Yeah. Oh, okay. He's going to take, knock out the six, the, he's going to take the six Horkry out, and then he's going to, then Peter Pettigrew. Excuse me, what, what word did you use? What's that? Is that what word did you use? No, Peter Pettigrew, she said. Yeah, no, what word did you use? There's, there's six of them. No, six of what? Six of what? Of the Horkry, right? Yeah. Horkry? I don't know, Peter Pettigrew could help a lot, but I think maybe Joelish has a better chance than Peter Pettigrew. I don't know. For more info about the Horcree, please visit Horcree.com. Property of Muggle No, you don't go to Horcree.com. You haven't handed it over yet? So anyway, what It's we gotten got? so out of control that even Joe had to put you down, so I think you I should stop. Well, we had a long talk about it, Joe and I, and she decided that she has to just clear it with everybody else, but she actually wishes she would have thought of it sooner. It's true. It's true. But, well, we talked about Snape very briefly. Snape sacrificing himself for the good cause. Do we all agree with that? I don't know. We have a lot of Snape's a bad guy. Snape's a good guy. How many per Snape's a good guy? It's pretty respectable. How many she's just an evil little thing that we need to kill as soon as possible? Well, we're gonna we're gonna have a discussion on this shortly. Are are some more of your favorite Potter and Muggle casters are gonna come up and discuss this very Absolutely. topic shortly? So we got who's, your, who we got our gang out here. We got Nick, Nick R from the Leaky Lounge, and we have Laura Thompson from Mugglenet Smugglecast. Laura. We have the Spieler Man, Eric Stoll. Eric Stoll. We have Lady Doris from the Leaky Staff, Leaky Lounge. We have Susan from Scribulous. From Scribulous, otherwise known as Angla. We have MuggleCast Tech Guru, who is backwards compatible with Windows 3.1. Do the impression, yes. And of course, our very lively pregnant Sunny Elf. Naomi. From the Leaky Lounge. Naomi, who manages our lovely transcription elves. How many transcription elves do we have out here? There they are, the Pottercast elves. I'm wearing a spew button. Sensational Pottercast elves worshippers. Spew. How many? It's our Pottercast elves. They transcribe everything so that deaf people can actually read the podcast and they rule. Yes. So we wanted to give them a shout out. How many MuggleNet slash MuggleCast people do we have here? Raise your hands. Oh, it's very quiet. No MuggleCast listeners. MuggleCast MuggleCast people right here. Are we talking about Harry Potter here, or are we just going to keep pointing out people in the I don't know. Well, where where are we going to go here with this combo next? Um, Obviously, this is a little different. The last time we all got up here and did this, we were the only ones to have seen the Goblet of Fire movie. Somehow, we were lucky enough to get in to see that, and we could all talk about that. Now we have all you smarty pences out here who could probably talk circles around us, but we're going to do... I would like to, anyway. I'd like to hear another, another person's theory about whether Harry will live or die. And really, I only want to hear it if you think Harry's going to live. So. Hey, Melissa? <laughs> Melissa? Melissa? I have a theory. Um, Harry dies because J.K. Rowling said so. He do, he, well, that's boring. That's that. boring. And we're taking the bookshop owner's word for it. I saw a hand, like, all the way back there. and you gotta, you gotta, Come up to that mic right there. There's yeah. a mic over there. 
think that Harry is going to survive because, um, oh gosh, I'm going to put my English major hat on right now. Um, <laughs> there we go. See, we got the smart ones out here tonight. Um, Harry Potter is, and I'm not talking about lovey-dovey romance, but it is a romantic series. And to have Harry die at the end would turn it into either a tragedy or an irony. And I don't think that that's in the cards. Uh, I don't think that's what J.K. Rowling's trying to do. See, we just yeah. had this discussion. Yes, very much. I agree with that. We were just, if you've been paying attention to or listening to or uh, the official Harry Potter podcast that Emerson and Cheryl and, and I have been doing, we went to Chicago, um, and then we also did one here in Las Vegas. We're doing L.A. tomorrow morning. And um, we just had this discussion about whether... J.K. Rowling is writing a comedy or a tragedy, mm-hmm. or if she's writing either. So how many people think comedy? Yeah. Tragedy? A tragedy? Huh? Neither? Or is it a, a romance? Well, there's... I don't know. No, she's not writing... It's not a romance in the romance sense, in the t- yeah. bodice ripping. I'm sure the next one will be quite the romance, though. But that, 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 you're right, because in a, in, a, in a tragedy, you know, the, the main hero stands a large, much larger chance of dying. He doesn't have to die, but he has to have this tragic flaw and, and realize, and you realize it if you're in a comedy, you don't, you know, you don't realize it's a great, to great peril if you're in a, a tragedy. And I just don't think that that's where J.K. Rowling is. I don't think it falls into either one of these characters. She's just, she's just telling a story. She's just... It's just sort of life. Yeah, you it's know? a little bit of everything. You got a little yeah. comedy, a little romance, a lot of adventure, a little bit of action. Last book didn't have a whole lot of action, or did it? Maybe towards the end. <laughs> towards the end had a little bit of fighting, maybe. Right, but what about not just the possibility of Harry, Harry living, but Emerson also brought up the, the fact that Joe apparently said that Ron and Hermione are going to make it through also. Do you guys think that that's likely? The whole trio survived? All three of them? Say what? I, I'd actually talked to someone recently. You guys help me remember who it was. Someone who said that they would love it. They'd think it would be very interesting if Ron turned against Harry. You know who said it? Uh, okay, no. Um. <laughs> it was actually director M. Night Shyamalan who said it. L.M. Night, yeah. In the context of an interview, but he hasn't read past book four. But he, what he was talking about was that he really wants to see in the end of the series a real power struggle, an internal, an internal power struggle like that would create for Harry. What do you think is more likely to happen, Ron turning against Harry or Draco turning to help Harry? I think they're both kind of unlikely, but what do I know? What do I know? I'd hate to steal this from Laura, but um, Laura, stand up, please. Everyone needs to see your beautiful face. There we go. In one of our past episodes, you brought up a point that the books parallel each other. Or no, no, not they're symmetrical to each other. One, seven, two, six, three, five. What if Her- or Ron and Hermione made a sacri- sacrifice themselves? In book seven, like they did in book one, because you provided several examples of how the books were symmetrical. The chess match. Right. The chess mess. Well, right. Well, Ryan specifically. Don't like it. Why not? Yeah. Why not, Melissa and Ellie? Because I don't like it. Okay, but really. 
But realistically, though, when you think about it, it is a war, and how are two, the two people who are closest to Harry going to manage to make it through all of that? That would not be realistic in any way, so I don't see how no. it makes sense for them to survive. No, wait. It's true. No. If Frodo can make it, how it's realistic, Harry I'll tell and you. Gang, I'm sorry, what? They just said uh, if Frodo uh, can do it, maybe how is it realistic that they made it through book one, book two, book three, book four, book five, book six? They're pretty awesome together. I don't think we're going we're gonna to not believe that they're going to make it through anything at this point. They were 11 years old, and they got through that, that thing at the end of thing, whatever, thing, at the end of book one. You know? It was and an then, obstacle look course, done together. It was Dumbledore's obstacle course for the trio, book one. That's all that was. You know, that was designed to keep out the darkest of... That was designed to keep out Voldemort, and they got through it. You know, I, I'm... I'm fine with them getting through anything. Mostly, mostly. I think, you know, they would have had a little more trouble with the troll. They hadn't got a little help from that. Why? They did it. Did yeah. something they've done before. Oh, I know. But this troll was like an entire foot taller. Mm. Just, just don't, just, don't try to understand. I'm going to be extremely disappointed if one of them doesn't die. Because I just think Really? story to have some more literary merit, I think it makes sense to have one of Harry's closest friends die, rather than having this well, there's plenty world of... where everybody lives. Not everybody's going to live. There's plenty of close here. people to Harry that can still die. We've got Remus, for instance. Remus, Remus going to survive this? I don't know. <laughs> and then, of course, all of the other Weasleys, Fred and George, and poor Bill, Charlie... A lot of people think Percy is Percy sacrificing himself, though, or he's just going to get knocked out because Harry he kind of stinks at doing. I I want to second what Ben said because J.K. Rowling wants us, and see, I learned it's not Rowling, it's Rowling. I learned like that Rowling. very well. Oh. Yeah, Andrew, rolling like bowling. Say it. Rolling like bowling. But anyway, rolling like bowling. I wanted to. I want to second what Ben's saying because J.K. Rowling wants us to feel emotion in these books. Dumbledore's death, Sirius's death. We all hated Umbridge. Who here hated Umbridge? Like, when you read, she was kind of cute. Character, though. She was an excellent character. She was a lovely character. But you absolutely hated this character. I would sit on my couch and punch the couch, and I had a hole in it by the time I was done reading book five. What an ending it would be for one of the trio to die. Because you would cry, right, John? You would cry, admit it. I would it. cry if Umbridge died? No, 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 one of the trio. Because you want to feel emotion in the story. That's I'd what J.K. Rowling, like Bowling, wants course. us to do. Yeah, but, yeah. She doesn't want us mm. to cry. She not wants cry, to be... she wants us to feel emotion. No, but, but we're going to feel emotion. We're going to feel huge emotion when Harry lives and everybody lives and everybody's happy Ooh. Harry gives up his what? What? Well, the good guys... He sacrifices his yeah, magic. Come on, if you if you if you if you read book seven and Harry lost his magic end of it, wouldn't you just be like, "Come on, Joe, where's the real book?" Well, actually, well, actually, True. I read a fan fiction story once. By, ben writes excellent fan fiction. By Bar- it was by Barb. Bar- 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 right I, I, here. Barb. 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 Barb heard him. There she is. I read the Psychic Serpent trilogy, and at the end of that, actually, Harry sacrifices magic. But anyway, that's irrelevant. Um, I just like extremely that. I think that Harry has already felt felt enough loss himself in that sense. So, I think it would be even more fitting if Harry died himself. No, dude. Or, or, or sacrifice something. If it's not him. Sacrifice life, something. He sacrificed his entire childhood. His whole life just kind of sucked. Who's his? You know. Go ahead. 
Catherine Schaffstump. Speak up. Uh, professor at Kirkwood Community College and just here. Um, I hate to say this, but Rawling hasn't been pulling any punches and killing people who are very close to Harry in book five and book six. Sirius is gone. Dumbledore is gone. We keep getting closer and closer to Harry. Uh, shouldn't probably have thrown that out. Might no. have dampened your mood. Are we sure Dumbledore's gone, though? So she's done enough of that. Dumbledore's gone? Uh, I would have yes. thought that she should have been sure? Okay, it's important to remember that... Okay. <laughs> it's important to remember that in the interview with Richard and Judy, J.K. Rowling says, I don't target the extras. I go right for the ones who are closest to the main character because it's a lot more interesting to see Ron and Hermione die than it is to see Dollish die. So I think... I think Dolish that we have will never to die. One of the three main characters die. But when she's but no, no, because in the con no. In the context of that interview, she was Go talking about here. two people that she had just decided to kill. I'm sorry, but after seventeen years of writing this series, she is not gonna just wake up one day and just decide to kill Harry, Ron, and Hermione. The main characters are more than Harry, Ron, and Hermione. What I heard happen, though, Melissa, is I heard that uh, Rupert Grint actually mispronounced her name in an interview. She got so mad that she decided, that's it, Ron, you're gone. And that's it. Ron, Ron, Ron is off the list. I, I want to I ask this. Dumbledore dead? Yes. Alive? No. Okay, he fell off a tower. I'm a Paul Emerson here. If you think Dumbledore is alive, delusional. <laughs> Oh. Well, Dumbledore will certainly be around in his little portrait form, though. Certainly. You think that's, that's going to be a big help to Harry, though? The, this portrait of Dumbledore? No. Hello? No, you don't think? Hello? One final question from the audience, yeah. and then we'll switch panelists. Can I say something? I, I'm appreciating what everyone is saying. But I, I just want to voice an opinion. I think the most important question is, everyone, as we've read the books, Voldemort should die, should die. But the truth is, Voldemort has been dead from the moment we meet him. And he's dying more and more in every book because what you're seeing is a wasting of energy that has become so much more negative. And it's decaying. And it's absolutely... Uh, involuted. It just has no essence anymore. So my feeling is Voldemort, if, if she kills him off, it's not even going to impact on me because he's done so much bad. I would like to see him around to see Harry triumph and therefore have to so-called live with that for the rest of his eternity, whatever that may be. Oh, yeah. So... There are, and for Voldemort, that might be getting some of his conscience back. Yeah. Okay, true. well, now... I like that. Before we move on to our second main discussion, it's time to bring up some other of your favorite muggle casters and potter casters. And so, you know you are. <laughs> we have Nick again from the Leaky Lounge. Laura from MuggleCast, Eric from MuggleCast, Doris from Leaky, Susan from Leaky Scribulous, Kevin from MuggleCast, and Sunny Alf, Naomi from the Transcription Elves at the Leaky Lounge. 
And we saved an excellent discussion for these guys. I'm standing. Don't no worry, we'll see the others again later for the trivia showdown. As Melissa alluded to earlier, what we want to discuss here is whether Snape is good, evil, or just out for himself. Right, John? Yes, Snape, good, evil, out for himself, gonna sacrifice himself for Harry, gonna be the next Dark Lord. What do we think? Well, at least, let's real quick, show of hands up here. Um, Snape, kind of a git, but he's a good guy. Anybody up here? Yeah, think he's just a good guy? Anybody? Anybody think he's not a good guy? Okay. All right. Nick Ryan, the rebel. in the crowd. Anybody else agree with me? Snape, Snape equals bad guy. Raise your hand. Snape equals bad guy. Is he a good, the bad guy? Of the crowd. Okay, everybody Thanks. seems to be pretty confident in Snape. Why is that? Why is Snape a good guy? Why are we confident that Snape is such a good guy after all we've seen him do? You know, well, Snape is a teacher. I, I think the, is to teach. Well, I think the question should be, is he a good guy for himself or a good guy for the order? I think it's, I think it's highly doubtful he's out for himself. Exactly. I mean, I, I think uh, his own experiences allow him to choose a side, but I, I, I think it's very hard to believe that he'd be playing both sides for himself. If he's, if he's not on the Order's side, not on Voldemort's side. What? He is a Slytherin. That's he true. is a Slytherin. That's, okay, well, something that's important to point out about Snape being good is that Dumbledore trusts Snape, and he trusts him for a reason. I know Snape's really good at occlumency <laughs> and all that, but when Dumbledore's about to die and Snape comes running up with his wand, he says, Severus, please. And some people are thinking that he's begging for his life and stuff like that. But why would he beg a trusted friend for his life? And so this really leads me to believe that there's some type of pact or bond between uh, Snape and Dumbledore. Unbreakable vow. Carry out the deed and kill Dumbledore. Because early in the later chapters of Half-Blood Prince, Hagrid tells Harry that he overheard a conversation between Snape and Dumbledore with Snape saying that he doesn't want to do it anymore. And many people thought that that was carry out his duties with the Order of the Phoenix, but perhaps it was actually carry out his duties and kill Dumbledore because it just, everything falls into place and it seems to me that Dumbledore is actually preparing to die. He was getting all of his cards in a row. As much as Dumbledore trusts Snape, guess who else trusts him? Voldemort. And Voldemort is a lot less trusting than Dumbledore. He needs a reason. That's this may be Snape true. And in the second chapter of Half-Blood Prince, Spinner's End, Snape actually gets asked all these questions by Bellatrix, and he's really able to fend, fend them off. But something tells me that Snape is pretty much you know, behind Voldemort and Dumbledore, the third most powerful wizard in the world. And so, and, and just through the fact that he was teaching occlumency to Harry, it makes sense to me that he'd be able to combat with a dark, dark Lord in a way. And so, for that reason, I think it makes sense for him to be good. But we also should remember that Voldemort is an evil overlord, and they always make mistakes, because otherwise you wouldn't have a happy ending, so... At the same time, Voldemort wouldn't trust somebody's words, he trusts their deeds. That's why Snape's information led to the death of Emmeline Vance. Why would Dumbledore ever condone the murder of one of the members of the Order? Is Snape telling the truth, though, to Bellatrix and Narcissa? Because he knows they're not going to go say, Hey, Voldy, Snape told us this. Is it true? Because they don't dare. Especially, they're not in very good uh, odor. But it seems, right now. it seems like it's common knowledge, though. Wasn't it printed in the Daily Prophet? Well, he claimed credit for Sirius Black's death, too, which is really stretching it. Because he didn't do much on that. 
Can Although I, he could have taunted him to, to, to go, but Sears would have gone anyway. Of course he would have gone for Harry. No. Mm. Oh, sorry, I just, this is why I love Snape so much. I mean, I, it's a love-hate relationship. He's like one of the best characters ever written, period. Because he, he is, he is. is. I mean, how many of you have gone back since book six and read the series again and, like, have been convinced he's bad by all of the evidence and then been absolutely convinced he's good by all of the evidence? Mm -hmm. I mean, it is so ambiguous and he's so enigmatic that, I mean, you just want to be like, I want him to be both. You know, you want him to be both good and bad at the same time. And something else that's important to point out is that after Dumbledore is killed and the Death Eaters, along with Snape, are fleeing the grounds of Hogwarts, Snape would have had prime opportunity to capture Harry right there. And I think that if he was truly working for the dark side, that he would have taken advantage of that, especially after he's declared his true allegiance and the whole facade is over. And Melissa mentioned the series going full circle. I think maybe the same thing, because in book one we saw, oh, it has to be Snape. Snape's the evil guy. Snape is the one who is trying to steal the Sorcerer's Stone. And it makes sense in book seven for it to come back again and Snape be on the side of the Order. Yeah, I think, actually, Doris, didn't you have, um, you were, weren't were we talking about why Snape could possibly have left Harry there on the grounds and didn't you know, try to take him to Voldemort at that point in time after Dumbledore was dead? Well, I think the reason why I left him is, is it, when he left him, he, he left him saying, you know, Snape uh, kept telling him, you can't say the spells, you can't say the spells. He left him there, and he was teaching him the whole time he was running off. Snape is the teacher. Sometimes the teacher has to be the bad guy. And also, uh, when he was, uh, in addition to teaching Harry, you, you know, how to be, how to face somebody he hated, you know, as much as he hates Voldemort, as much as he now hates Snape. The most important thing to Snape in that entire conversation they had on the grounds was that Harry called him a coward. His face contorted, his jaw dropped, his eyes wide, and he said, don't call me a coward. And that was the most important thing to Snape right then, that Harry would think that he wasn't caring as much maybe about Dumbledore as Harry did or, 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 or something along those lines. That's just the conclusion I draw. It was the most important thing to Snape for Harry to not necessarily know at that moment that he was good, but know that Snape was, uh, was, was... Well, well just you because, know. sorry, well, just because after all Snape has been through, like, personally, okay, I think he's good. But personally, after all he's been through, like, would you want to be called a coward? I mean, like, he has been to hell and back. And, you know, that is no coward. Right well, and it that also shows no that he cares what Harry thinks about him. Because if he really didn't care what Harry thought... He would just be like, whatever, you know, call me whatever, and he'd leave. But he cared enough to say, don't call me a coward. I think, well, I think Snape works for Harry. He's, he's out for Harry. He's not working for himself. He's not working for the Order. He works for Harry. I think what Eric was trying to say is that after, after all that Snape had been through, after all the sacrifices he had made, killing a dear friend with Dumbledore, for, to be, for him to be called a coward by Harry, and he, since Snape knows the real truth, it's just very insulting. I'm not sure. I've, I've got one question just because my memory is a little fuzzy. Does Snape know that Harry witnessed Dumbledore's death? Yes, he does? of course. Yeah. He'd have to. The ground, Jacob so almost figured him. it out. Of course Snape figured it out. Did I anyone mean, else there get the impression? Rooms. I'm sorry. <laughs> Did anyone so, else get the impression that Snape was almost trying to communicate to Harry that he was on the right side? Because that was what I thought as I read it. I think... Just the fact that Snape, you know, it's been said, has been through hell and back. As a character, I think that makes him much more compelling and much more 
well-rounded and fun to read if he were a good guy because he, he is the man who was taunted by Harry's father and, and, you know, all his friends. He has all this remorse, all this hatred that he's obviously, you know, let out very forcefully throughout the books. But I just think it would be... He would be such a more cool character if he turned out to be good because it would show a sort of forgiveness, a sort of, yes, this happened to me, but I can't, you know, then therefore inflict it on, you know, the, the generations. I, I have the power to change, and, and that's what Snape is about. He was the one who told Voldemort, you know, about the prophecy, that, and, and, and according to Dumbledore, he felt really bad about that. No, I don't think Snape just walked up to Dumbledore and said, you know, gee, I'm really sorry, you know. Uh, well, about that. Did why Dumbledore do you think he felt bad? Do you think us? it was because of Lily? Hmm? Do you think it was because of Lily? Uh, possibly. Possibly. Could, could be because Lily, but I mean, what we were saying earlier about Snape not being able to trick Voldemort, uh, if Snape is teaching Harry a clemency, you know, to block Voldemort, I, I'd like to think Snape is pretty good at it. Just generally. Oh, yeah. well, <laughs> it seems that the general consensus at this table the exception of Nick, is that <laughs> Snape is indeed a good guy. So, is there anyone in the audience who firmly believes Snape is evil and actually has some evidence to back it up? Approach the mic. <laughs> Take us down. Come on to the mic. I don't know if it's evidence, but I just feel like I, anybody who could kill Dumbledore, even if Dumbledore wanted you to, I would say die rather than kill Dumbledore. And he actually did it. And that makes him mad. I don't care if they say he's good or evil. He's evil. He killed Dumbledore. He's dead now. Well, he if, if let it's all die. Well, if it's all part of the great plan. Would yeah. it make sense yeah. for him to kill Dumbledore? Because his his job isn't to keep Dumbledore alive. It's to keep Harry alive and Draco alive. And, and also, I mean that that goes with the um, Snape being offended by Harry calling him a coward. Because if you so he actually, was brave to kill Dumbledore. If yes. You have, yes. If, 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 if this is if, if this you, is the hero story where the mentor has to die, yeah. I mean, if if you had the had to do something terrible like that, even though you didn't want to, and the person who you did it to, Dumbledore, told you without a doubt you had to do it. And you went through with it. Wouldn't that make but you why, feel as though? Why would Dumbledore have? To, why couldn't Dumbledore kill himself? Why did he have to have Snape kill him? Because, because he that keep undercover. See that he died. I mean, that, that because would Draco great. wasn't going to kill him. He had. There was other choices. He didn't have to have Snape kill him. Okay. Yeah, but to, to convince Voldemort, he had to. He had to have Snape kill him. Killing, killing Dumbledore puts Snape. Even if Snape I know I'm in the minority, but please be nice. I just think he's bad. I love Dumbledore, and I don't think he should have died. We love Dumbledore, too. There's... Alex. Th th there's... I just... That's my uh, only question. I think Snape is evil because he's a jerk. Nice. Well, okay, so we're, we're sad about Dumbledore dying, and that makes... Snape evil. So, but let, let's talk about more of Dumbledore, Dumbledore dying. That was a sacrifice of some, uh, of some point as well. Is that a sacrifice for the Order? Is it for Snape? Or is it for Harry? Because All three. Harry Everyone. was sitting there. And the last time somebody died while protecting Harry, it was, you know, well, at least the first time, it was Lily. And we all know what happened because of that. Do you suppose it's possible that there's something else now 
some other the similar kind of magic happened when Dumbledore died, another protection on Harry through Dumbledore's death. Do you think that's possible? I, I, I don't think so because it wasn't the case where Dumbledore stepped in front to save Harry. It was more Dumbledore just died because he died. And the reason I think Joe had to kill him off is because, you know, the hero always has to go it alone. And Harry can't do that if he has Dumbledore there to help. Well, yeah, there's, that's obviously one of the reasons as far as writing the story why we get rid of the mentor. But I'm saying as far as the plot, um, I mean, we just got done reading about how Dumbledore says, you know, I'm safe because I'm with you, Harry. So he's treating him as someone who's powerful enough that that could actually help fight in the event he didn't want to die. So, and the fact that he purposely froze Harry in his place to make sure Harry would stay out of the, stay out of everything, he's dying in the while while protecting Harry from getting into the mess because we know he knows that Harry is important, and then he also knows that Snape's important to the order. So I think that there's it's quite possible that. Uh, there could be more protection on Harry now from Dumbledore's death. And you also have to remember that Voldemort wants to kill Harry himself. So Dumbledore didn't necessarily have to freeze Harry, but he did freeze him knowing that Voldemort would never let one of his own Death Eaters kill him. So in a way, Harry was safe at that moment. because. But oh, think, they could capture him, but I mean... Well, I think he froze him also, not to protect him from the Death Eaters, but because he knew Harry would do something. Yeah. I think he, he wanted Harry would try and fight back, and Harry needed to stay hidden. Because Harry, like our, fir- our, our uh, most recent voicemailer, I guess you can call her, audience <laughs> member, sorry, um, been doing this too long, uh, but like the fr- she said, um, you know, she didn't want Dumbledore to die, and I think, well, obviously Harry wouldn't want Dumbledore to die, and I think that's exactly why Dumbledore froze him, because Harry would would have prevented, you know, would have tried to jump in front of Snape, would have tried to to do something, and the most important thing at that moment, for whatever reason, was that Harry not move and not interfere with what had to be or what did come to be. There was another thing that had to happen is in, for Dumbledore and Snape, Draco had to not do it. That was part of their responsibility and their job to save Draco from becoming a murderer because he was their student and they're in loco parentis to him. Snape is his head of house and Dumbledore is his headmaster and they have to take care of Draco as well as Harry there. And you could almost say that Dumbledore died for Draco in a way. What do you think over here on the mic over here, right here? Um, Yeah, I just wanted to say really quick, I don't agree that there could possibly be protection over Harry because of Dumbledore's death. Because the thing that made it so special at Godric's Hollow was the fact that Lily didn't have to die. He did not go there to kill Lily. He gave her the chance to walk away. And that is where the sacrifice came in. Dumbledore was meant to die. He didn't step up to die in order to save Harry. They didn't give him the option not to die. And so that is where the protection came from. Right. Don't you think that he had the option to... Um, I mean, do you really think that Draco disarmed this guy and that he's just letting this all happen. Don't you think that there was something he could have done if he wanted to fight back? Well, I think like Dumbledore, Dumbledore did it to save Draco, though. I think Dumbledore felt that he had to die because Harry it finally clicked to Harry that he couldn't rely on anybody else. And it finally made him realize, hey, I am powerful enough to do this. You know, that whole, you know, he should have realized from the time at one that his parents were there to save him from the nightmares and, you know, whatever. He really is in this alone. And so I think Dumbledore realized that he had to be gone in order well, for Harry to realize Yeah, this. him realizing he has to die is him having the choice of whether or not he's going to well, die. And that right there Honestly, Dumbledore, if Dumbledore really wanted to get out of that situation, we all know he could have because... 
as Harry and Dumbledore are riding on the castle after coming back from the Green Lagoon or whatever it was, <laughs> Dumbledore is removing protections on the castle so they're able to do that. And couldn't Dumbledore be able to remove the anti-apparition, whatever it's called, off of the castle and then be able to just apparate out of there? And for that reason, I think it makes sense that you know, he was planning to die because he's not going to let himself be destroyed by a sixth year. Even if he made a choice to die, I, I think that anything that Dumbledore's death would have enabled Harry to do is not, in a sense, super magical, but it's more of the, the mental thing where Harry is now alone. I, I don't think it created any kind of special protection like Lily's death did for him, but at the same time, Dumbledore's death did enable him to you know, go on and do the things that we've talked about, about him maturing him, you know, having no one left him, being on his own, and that kind of thing. But I, th I think that's where it, what happens, what, how Dumbledore's death would affect Harry. Um, that it's not super magical, but it is, it is something that had to happen. And I, even if Dumbledore did make a choice, I don't think it's the same kind of thing as Lil Lily. What, what I see in that scene is a chess game, and Voldemort and Dumbledore are playing chess, and Dumbledore made a sacrifice move, and I don't understand how all the pieces are laid out and why that sacrifice would do something that helps his side win the game. But I bet you that's what it is. And it all goes back to the foreshadowing of Ron says, sometimes you have to sacrifice to win. Mm -hmm. I'm right over here at the mic here on my left. I'd like to point out that another strong piece of evidence Snape is in the right side is that while under the influence of Felix Felicius, Jeannie and Hermione let Snape go. Hmm. Right. It was the right and yeah. the good luck thing to do to let him no, pass. That's, oh, interesting. that's a good point. <laughs> I like that. Very good. What do you think of that, Nick? Everybody, let's let Nick talk now. <laughs> oh. Two points. First of all, when you cast an Nevada Kedavra, you have to mean it. You have to mean it. That's what Beltrick said. There has to be strong emotion. There has to be strong emotion. It could have been, instead of, I hate, you, Albus, instead of, I hate you, Albus Dumbledore, die, it could be, I hate you, Albus Dumbledore, for making me kill you. Exactly. Yes. Hatred and reverse. Second point. There had to have been a history where somehow Snape's entire back history got reversed because everything we know about him points to the fact that he's evil. That's his why he's not. His love for the dark arts? That's why he's not. That's why he is. That's exactly why he is. And the one person we know that we can always trust is Dumbledore. And I mean, he may have Dumbledore's let us down. made some mistakes, but we don't know. I mean, it, it, he's the one guy who seems like he's got, got it going for him. Imposter Moody. There was that moment. Imposter Moody. You know, how'd he get in there? That's true. Okay. Now, but as much as Dumbledore doubts himself, and as much as he says, oh, I'm an old man, I'm getting older, and you know, I make mistakes, and, and old men's mistakes are bigger than God, I think that's just to make us doubt his, his, his trust in Snape, because there's that moment right before they go to the cave, right before they go to the, the final scene, where Harry confronts him and says, Snape told uh, Voldemort about my parents, and he killed him, and he's, he's going off at him about Snape. Dumbledore actually took into words what Harry said, and he paused, and he said, I'm sure. He says, I'm sure I trust Snape. And that that's, he, he thought it. There was a moment where, you know, Dumbledore considered all the cards on his table, and he said, I am sure. Do you still want to go to the cave? And he said, I'm done talking about it. Do you still want to go to the cave? So even though Dumbledore invites doubt into his own decisions, 
there was something that we still don't know about, maybe something we do know about, that made him absolutely positive. Above all, when Harry finally went to him and said, he, you know, he killed, he's responsible for the death of my parents, Dumbledore said, I'm sure, and that, that's good enough for me. I think him having, or at least us seeing just a little flicker of doubt on Dumbledore's part, is just, you know, Joe putting doubt in there for our sake, just so it's not, you know, obvious one way or the other. Um, where Snape's loyalties lie, because obviously um, whenever Dumbledore speaks, and arguably whenever Hermione speaks, it's pretty much that's Joe's voice in the book. But um, anyhow. Looks like we have another voicemail back there. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, I'm Rebecca, Mexico City, and you have to try a real burrito back there. (laughs) Well, well, I would like to say that you're taking Snape like he's, he's black or white. I mean, he's in a gray area. He's not good, not bad. He had to kill Dumbledore to save himself, and he also had to kill Dumbledore because maybe Dumbledore was not sacrificing for, for Drake, for Snape. Maybe Snape is going to be something important for the Order uh, later, so he is in a gray area. So, viva México. Alo, te amo. <laughs> Well, in terms of Snape's personality, we're not really discussing whether he is good or evil because we all know that he's a not a nice person. But we're talking like where where his true allegiance is, and you don't have to be a good person to do good. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't think there's anyone on this panel that thinks he's a good person, really. No. And, and also, going back to Dumbledore, Dumbledore uses Harry. I mean, he does. He uses him as a tool, and I think he's using Snape as a tool in, in a cruel way, apparently, uh, using his grayness to serve his side. I think he's, he's uh, Dumbledore is a wonderful man, but he's fighting a war, and he's making choices that maybe are not completely uh, easy for him to make. One, one thing that... Just one thing I'd like to mention is that at the end of book four in the graveyard scene, we see uh, Voldemort talking about all of his Death Eaters and how there is one that was a coward that fled. Help me out here. There was one that is most trusted and loyal in Hogwarts and, and then one, one that's left him forever. And if Snape turns out to be evil, was Voldemort just under the delusion that Snape was good at that time or was Snape the most trusted person in Hogwarts or was that Barty Crouch Jr.? Because I don't think it's really settled who the three in the graveyard really are at this point. Yeah. Well, if, if Voldemort did think Snape was the one who left him forever, he doesn't now. And that, that seems really interesting because, I don't know, it's just good. But Let me take one over here. Okay. Over here, at big hat. All right, uh, thank you. Um, I'm Yolanda from Arlington, Texas. And there's Texas. There's Texas in his house. There's one thing that you're kind of not hitting on. Um, that drink that Dumbledore drank in the cave was not a health drink. Okay? And his hand had been dead since the beginning of the book, and he kept talking about how old and tired he was. When Snape killed Dumbledore, he saved Draco. He gained a lot of trust from Voldemort and the other Death Eaters. And quite frankly, he may have even been administering a mercy killing. Um, I can't really get mad at him. I can hate him for other reasons, though. But that's it. Yeah, maybe Dumbledore was already dying. 
fact, that was my question, so I'm going to sit down. <laughs> well, well, that's one reason to support why Dumbledore didn't do something different. I mean, he was in a weakened state. Everyone knew that. So it was possible that in his weakened state, he wasn't able to do what he would normally be able to accomplish. And therefore, the, the situation called for him sacrificing himself. I can't believe that, though, because of Fox. I mean, when he was in the Ministry of Magic and uh, Voldemort shot a Avada Kedavra at him, Fox came, got in front of him and ate it and died and was reborn. And here he is in his own building, and he can't even call Fox to swallow a Avada Kedavra. I think he chose not to call him. Yeah, yeah but the, the power of that, you don't know the power of that spell. I mean, you're making the assumption that that spell is... You mean the is, calling spell? Yeah, I mean, you're, you're saying that it's trivial to just call a fox, but, I mean, the fox blocked the most, one of the most powerful spells known to wizards. So is it, why doesn't 90% of wizards call the same fox? I think you probably have to be bonded to the phoenix and uh, we know certainly not too many people have phoenixes. And, I mean, we don't know exactly how that whole thing works. But I think it's pretty rare to have a phoenix. <laughs> I don't know. You want to take somebody else? Yeah. yeah. What about right here? Um, just going back to what Ben said before about the graveyard, um, at that point, I think Voldemort really did believe that Snape was on the good side because when Bellatrix is asking him questions in Spinner's End, he says that he waited two hours to go to the graveyard, so maybe Voldemort really did believe Snape was on the good side, and then when Snape came back, he trusted him again. Well, I, I, I think Voldemort, that's good. I think Voldemort trusts that Snape is, is evil, and I, I think that's one thing. It seems like people underestimate Snape. It, either Snape is just really bad and, and, and Dumbledore is just really crazy, or, or he is really able to fool these two wonderful, incredibly great wizards. And even if we may hate Voldemort, but you got to admit, he's a pretty smart guy. So if he's, is he, if he's able to fool both of these guys, that's incredible. I think he's fooling Voldemort, and I, I do believe that, that he's, you know, on Harry's side. I don't think he's a nice guy, though. Yeah. A lot easier to fool Dumbledore. A lot easier. Voldemort, you've got to kill people. With Dumbledore, you just got to be nice. Yeah, but somebody's got to be like the martyr for the cause, and that's what Snape is. Snape is the guy who's going to do anything he needs to to make sure that Harry survives in the end to do what he has to do. Martyr number one, Sirius Black. Martyr number two, I, Dumbledore. You're calling Dumbledore stupid, and I don't like that. No, he's that, not. That's not nice. Well, I mean, stupider. I mean, yes, you have to be nice to Dumbledore, but I, I think Dumbledore had sl slightly more of a reason, considering he defended Snape against all the teachers, all his colleagues, and Harry several times. Well, do we think it's possible that um, Snape and Dumbledore had an unbreakable vow? Yes. The thing about Dumbledore and unbreakable vows, I think Dumbledore trusts he wouldn't have to contractually bound somebody. I've heard that before, I don't think too. Snape would, but whether yeah. or not they agreed to do something, I think that's true. And when Snape comes to Dumbledore and says, I don't want to do this anymore, you can't, you know, this is, this is not fair to me, that goes with uh, what you were saying about, um, you know, Dumbledore using his pieces and... and um, I don't think he would need a vow, but I think they, they have an agreement, and I think that it was planned. Well, I hate to cut things short, but before we, just so we have time to fit everything in, before we move on to the trivia contest, um, 
Leaky's own John Noe and Melissa and Ellie are going to serenade you all. Okay, okay, okay. The song that you may have heard on an episode of MuggleCast, even, or PotterCast, yes, last yes, yes. Christmas time. Some of you may have Hold received the lyrics to this little song on the way in. How many have lyrics? I'm stalling for time, so yeah, I think it's time we move on to trivia. Trivia. No, 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 no. I am, I am. We We're not gonna break the promise, and you're all singing with me, so I don't even want to hear this singing alone junk. You all got lyrics, right? Okay. You might have to share with your neighbor, but you know, get comfy. Yeah, as soon as but we get the song to we sing get the to, song. there will be so, some singing. We thought we had it, and we don't. It will be lovely. still setting up, I would just like to remind everyone, if you didn't uh, check either the MuggleCast or the PotterCast feed over the past few days, uh, you've probably heard that we were, nom- we were both nominated for Podcast Awards at the 2006 Podcast Awards. We are going to take over Ontario, California. I know what you're asking. Where is Ontario, California? Uh, so basically, here's the deal. What we're doing, they... they what happened was Pottercast asked everyone to nominate in arts and culture and be- uh, people's choice, and we asked everyone to nominate MuggleCast in best entertainment and people's choice. But somehow they put us together in the same categories, and we can't Curious. help but think that they must have uh, they wanted us to clash a little bit. But so we, we love each other to too much to possibly fight. So, so. we would all no, we never fight. So what's the game plan? Ever. So so did you tell them what we want to do? Yeah, you guys are forfeiting and we're winning both of them. Yes. No. All right. No, did you say it? No, I didn't say it. Well, what we're going to do instead is show everybody once again that the Potter fans are better united than divided, and we're going to have everybody vote for these guys in People's Choice and Pottercast in Entertainment, and then we'll both win and we could, you know, do it that way. Right? Yeah. Everyone can vote once every 24 hours, and voting runs through August 11th, and um, so thanks, everyone. Okay, now on to the trivia contest that Leaky is clearly going to win. Well, all right then. Welcome. 
Okay. This is truly a historic moment. Because if you Google Harry Potter and you get past all the corporate stuff, the next three websites you see are MuggleNet, The Lexicon, and Leaky Cauldron. And tonight, MuggleNet and the Leaky Cauldron are going to take each other on, moderated by the Harry Potter Lexicon. And I just need to give you a little rundown on how this is going to work. I'm going to do it quickly because I know we want to keep moving. All right? First of all, I'll introduce myself. My name is Steve Vanderark, and I am the webmaster at the Harry Potter Lexicon. Thank you. Sitting in front of me are three of my staff, Lisa, Belinda, and John. And they have in front of them pictures of our missing staff. We had them send them so that they're here in spirit tonight. We are going to be moderating this wonderful trivia contest that has had these people missing sleep for days. Let me show you how this is going to work. The contest will consist of seven rounds with three questions each. Each question will be worth one point for a total of 21 possible points. For each round, I will announce the category, and three contestants from each team will step forward to compete. Once I have read the question, they will have 10 seconds to buzz in on our lovely buzzers, which unfortunately don't actually literally buzz, they just blink red, but we're going with it. Okay? The lights will start blinking after 10 seconds, at which point they need to come up with an answer in the next 10 seconds. So they have 20 seconds to come up with the people, the, the, the answer to the question. Okay? Steve, During that 10 seconds, they may consult each other. Yes? Can we consult only the three people who are doing it or everyone? Only the three that are chosen to answer that question. You will know the category, so I know most of you have been memorizing fantastic beasts and where to find them for the past few days. So if your answer is correct, they are in one point, and we have people who are going to be holding it. Uh, we need two volunteers to be our scorekeepers. They cannot be associated with either MuggleNet or the leaky cauldron okay so we need some volunteers come on up you can do one just grab one of these things here and a piece of chalk thank you no you got to stand up you got to hold it up and write stuff down and i need someone else thank you would you do that for me and you go stand over there you are keeping score for the muggle net crew you realize of course that technically the harry potter lexicon and the leaky cauldron are together so I thought it only fair that I did give all the questions to the Leaky uh, uh, Cauldron people about a week and a half ago. <laughs> However, since the Harry Potter lexicon is always right, I gave them the wrong questions. <laughs> all right. If they give the wrong answer, the other team will have 10 seconds to come up with an answer. And if neither one does, then we move on. Although I will tell you what the correct answer is. All right. We need you, very carefully, please, do not shout out answers. Yes. Okay? This is real. I honestly did not give answers to anyone, and they are really going to be competing. And if you start shouting out answers, it will wreck things. So please don't do that, okay? The Lexicon staff is here to verify every answer. We have copies of the books in the most current versions. And we have the copy of the Harry Potter Lexicon on that laptop. 
and we are ready to arbitrate any decision that needs to be made. And of course, the lexicon is always right, so we win. All right, so you guys ready to start? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, obviously, I need to tell you that. Relax, Melissa. Good grief. change it or you can tally it if you want to. Okay? All right. Are we ready? Okay, I'm going to give you the category. All right. Viciously difficult. No, no, moving on. Our first category is Hogwarts. Choose your team. Got to hurry. Let's go. All right. John hasn't actually read the books, so... If you listen to Canon Conundrums, you know that that's true. All John wants to do is say, Dolish, a lot. Okay, are we ready? Come on, guys, we gotta get going here. Question number one if you don't have a team, you're not playing. Ready? Do it fast. Here we go. Okay, question number one How many secret passages are there out of Hogwarts, including those that are now blocked? Oh, real quick with the leaky cauldron in with that. Okay, leaky cauldron, you have 10 seconds to give us an answer. What do you think, And? Seven. Say it into the microphone, please. Seven is correct. That is the correct answer. One point for that. Oh, yes. Second question. Are we ready? Here we go. Second, number, second question. Why does Harry make his first visit to Dumbledore's office? Oh, my God. Okay. You have to answer. We need an answer. Yes. It's because of uh, uh, Colin Creevy and it nearly had this Nick's um, incident with the uh, basilisk. Mugglenet, I am very, very, very sorry. <laughs> Leaky, you got 10 seconds. Got an answer? Yes. Yes, he has to go. Professor McGonagall takes him there after Justin Finch Fletchley. That is correct. It's Justin. Whoa. Is that a movieism? Third question. Are you ready? Here we go. Despite Madam Pince's protectiveness, we have seen one Hogwarts library book desecrated. Who did it? Leaky Cauldron? Albus Dumbledore. That is not correct. Ten seconds for the Mugglenet crew. Go ahead. Ten seconds. Need an answer. No, Got to have it now. Harry Potter? Incorrect. All right. The correct answer is Hermione. Ripped a page out of the book. Not the basket. All right. Okay, what's your question? Uh, Albus Dumbledore in the introduction to uh, Fantastic Quidditch Through the Ages, you know, Fantastic Beasts and Where They Found It, said that he was absentmindedly doodling in a copy of uh, something of transubstantial transfigurations, and it started beating him about the head because... That is correct, but we asked who the first one was. The first one? Yes. Oh, okay. Or if we didn't... <laughs> verify the question. I think you said... Oh, Arbit that's what the Lexicon people are here for. Yeah. 
That is correct. Okay. All right. Moving right along, we need a new set of three people. These three people are going to be talking about magical creatures. Remember that only the three, only the three people on that team, only the three people on that team are allowed to consult. Is that correct? Okay. So only the three people who are on this particular team. So the rest of you may not participate. All right. I know, Sue, that it is almost impossible for you to make no noise, but this would be one of those moments. All right. Are you ready? Are we clear? Bella, are we ready? Okay. Just for variety, we have thrown in a few questions which are not about Harry Potter. What? I studied Harry Potter. I'll explain later. All right. In Greek mythology, Hercules' second labor was to kill the nine-headed hydra, but each time he cut off one of its heads, two would go in its place. How did he stop this from happening? Magic. You have to push the button, Emerson. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. That was my way of objecting. All right. Well, fine. Thank you. I'm sorry. This one blinked first. I heard some strange noise, but this one blinked first. Go ahead. Leaky Cauldron, we need an answer. He burned them. He burned them. That is correct. <laughs> Steve, Steve, was that, a serious, was that a serious question? Was that a serious question? Yes, it was. I object! We have to. We have to. There was nothing in the rules about Greek mythology. <laughs> Talk to me later. Talk to me later. All right, next question. I'm Here we go. Ready? Nevada Board of Emerson, Law. you push the button when you think you have an answer. Okay, here we go. Oh, wait, wait, Steve, can you say it one more time? I, I forgot. What magical creature is usually mistaken by, for a hedgehog by muggles? No. No, no. Oh, 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 oh. Good question. Okay, okay, ready? Muggle Matt had the light. I saw them rapidly and viciously and... All right, no. it's... No. That is correct. <laughs> All right, one more magical creature question. Here we go. Are we ready? Get here, get here. Okay. Are we ready? Harry injured his finger during a magical creature's class. What was the magical creature that did it? Wait. Oh. You, you can talk... I, I, I had a question. You talk too fast. Can... All right, I'll start that. I'm going to give you a different question then. It's Clear it? I'm, I'm sorry. I, I and I will talk. All right. We got it. We understood it. You know what? You know what? I'm going to talk more clearly now. If we can all stop discussing it and we can move on. Invisibility cloaks are woven from the hair of this ape-like creature native to the Far East. Can't go on till I get done talking. Demiguys? Mugglenet. Demiguys? You are correct. That is three questions for magical creatures. Our next category is potions. No one. Oh, question. Uh, the score at the moment is four for the leaky cauldron. And two for those other guys. I wish I hadn't made that joke about giving them the answers, because if they win, now it's going to look like I really did. <laughs> okay, are we ready? Your fingers are not pushing the little buttons. 
Okay, here we go. And I will talk nice and clearly. Are we ready? What does Hermione say? Ormenten... I'm sorry, I can't pronounce <laughs> Ormententia smells like. Bugglenet. Freshly mown grass and new parchment. You are correct. Yes! <laughs> So which one of those reminds her of Ron? The freshly mown grass or the fact that he never writes on his parchment? <laughs> Here we go, next question on your potions. Are you ready? I will talk nice and clearly. What visible effect results from taking pepper up potion? Leaky cauldron. Yes. Smoke coming out of your ears. That is correct. <laughs> Our last question in the potions category. For what purpose does Hermione make a sleeping draft? Leaky? To put crab and goyle to sleep. That is correct. Next category. Joe's website. For this category, have you been to a website? Okay, are we ready? Okay, don't push the buttons yet. Question number one: Dialing P E E V E S into the cell phone will gain you what for your scrapbook? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Mother nut. Look. A handwritten chapter from Sorcerer's Stone. That is not correct. You have 10 seconds, Leaky, to come up with an answer. It doesn't matter, John. You're not in this, John. Oh, Cheater. Disqualification. No, you cannot. You cannot. Okay, wait, wait, wait. You got to understand, John's just a liability anyway, so don't worry about it. Okay, let's do it, Leaky. You got to give us something. That's good. The drawing of the group of, of peeps. Of the peeps. drawing of peeps. That is no, correct. No, no, no. Do not accept that. All right, We're question number two, category is of... not part of the group. What's that? Enjoying... I said of uh, peeps. I didn't finish my answer. No, no that's not... <laughs> you have a hat for them, and they answered five Please seconds after. John. They were time women anyways. Yeah, but whose side am I on? Ooh, sorry, this is Cheaters, 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 cheaters. Yeah. All right, next question. Cheaters. Okay. In the Lynx bookcase, what is the title on the book used to decipher the rune titles in the rubbish bin? What was the question? Can you repeat the question? <laughs> Here's the question again. In the Lynx bookcase, what is the title on the book used to decipher the rune tiles in the rubbish bin? In the whose bookcase? It, it, no, listen, there's an echo. We can't hear what you're the saying. Link's bookcase. Link's the Link's bookcase. Link's bookcase. The Link's section okay, of Joe's website. Well, that's fine. I'll do the best I can. In the Link's bookcase. I know you're just stalling. I can tell. No, no, no really. There's really nothing. All right. All right. In the links, good bookcase. Nobody had it. Nobody had it in that ten while I jabbered and talked. Anybody? We'll give you another ten seconds and clear it. Next. Okay. No. no. Okay. It wasn't really as hard as you think. It's ancient rules and made easy. We can't have. All right. Last question. 
in the category of Joe's website. On the radio program, Toots, Shoots, and Roots, Toots gives advice to a witch about reviving her dead bloom. What is the host's first name? Mugglenet! Celestina Warback. <laughs> no, that is not correct. In fact, it's not even close. <laughs> but I appreciated the effort. Anything from Leaky? That's your 10 seconds. Something too. Something too. Okay, thank you. Nothing even close there either. I will be honest with you, I couldn't answer any of these myself, so. Tilden is his first name. Moving on, new category. The new category is Death Eaters. Death Eaters. The score stands at Leaky Culverin with seven, MuggleNet with three. Okay. All right. All right. Here's the next question. I will talk very clearly. Pay attention, Leaky. Which Death Eater injured Hermione and knocked her out in the Department of Mysteries? MuggleNet. Avery. Incorrect. Leaky Caldwin. It's Dolohov. Dolohov is correct. <laughs> Next question, the category Death Eaters. Between Voldemort's downfall and his return, he went how many years without seeing his Death Eaters? MuggleNet. Thirteen. That is correct. <laughs> Third question in the category of Death Eaters. What? Oh, this is nasty. Thanks, Steve. What was the spell we saw the Death Eaters use or try to use most often in the Battle of the Department of Mysteries? Okay, MuggleNet. They didn't really know. They just wanted to beat them. Oh, well. All right. What is it? Crucio? Incorrect. <laughs> Leaky Caldwin for a save. They're cheating. Stupefy. That is correct. Actually, either Stupefy or Accio would have been acceptable. Next category places. That was. Places. Question number one. In English, what is inscribed on the entrance to the mines of Moria in the Lord of the Rings? Friend and enter. That is correct. Steve, Steve right. that was, was that another joke question? I will, I will officially explain. I don't know if I'm supposed to or not. The only way we can legally do a trivia contest, 
according to Warner Brothers, is if we have more than just Harry Potter questions in the contest. But, but, but we all, none of us knew anything when he was going to do this, so we all have equal chances of getting them right or wrong. So, right. Yeah. So, but that was what, when we got this okayed, we were told that in order for it to be... smarter. So it is actually a quiz about various, various fantasy and magical topics. <laughs> But just to also clarify, Warner Brothers has not officially sanctioned this Harry Potter trivia contest. That is correct. That is correct. So before we're all up in arms and throwing things at me. Here's the first question under places. Second, actually, but nobody liked the first one. Mrs. Fig lives on which street? Leaky. Wisteria Walk? That is correct. Next question. Put your hand down Next question. Can I see all buttons above the table so I can watch them? My uh, crew, would you also watch the buttons to make sure that everybody, if so, we don't have a problem with buttons being pushed? I don't mean ahead of time. I just mean that we want to make sure that we don't have somebody pushing and the light doesn't go on. Okay? Name the shop in Hogsmeade where Hermione buys a pheasant feather quill. MuggleNet. Scriven Chess. That is correct. Third question. What's the difference between a stalactite and a stalagmite? That's from book one. It's reporting to somebody, right? Why are you so frustrated? Nothing. Oh, okay. I'm just chilling. But it's according right. to somebody, right? What's that? According to somebody. I didn't say that, but... A stalactite is on the ground, and a stalactite is on the ceiling. All right. I am not going to accept that answer immediately, okay. because I'm going to give people a chance to give the answer according to the books. The answer according to the books is that stalagmite's got an M in it. That is correct. Okay. Who says it? Thank you. Okay. Next category. Wands. Wands. Currently our score is MuggleNet 5, Leaky Cauldron 12. First question. Be ready, please, folks. What wood was used to make Lily's wand? MuggleNet. Willow. Correct. Second question. Who had a mahogany wand? Leaky. Hagrid. Incorrect. It's James Potter. That is correct, James. They got the point. Question number three. Name another wand maker besides Ollivander. Okay, we're going to start over again, and I'm going to give you a new question. We were, we were, we, 
It's okay. It's okay. Here's another question. Are you ready? Or he's just finishing up the question. That's the hard part. It's hard to know exactly when he's done. What? Well, we are. We're just doing like this. Pump, 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 pump. But we don't. Right, but she releases it. We're moving on here. We're going to do our best. The shortest one we've seen thus far belonged to Umbridge, and we know Hagrid's was the longest before it was snapped. Who owns the longest wand still intact of those we know? See? Mugglenet. Voldemort. Incorrect. Run. Run. His Ron's wand is 14 inches long. Next category is Quidditch. Quidditch. Are we ready? Quidditch questions. Who memorized Quidditch through the ages last night? Right now our score stands at MuggleNet 7, Leaky 13, MuggleNet is moving forward. Question number one under Quidditch. Who wrote the Beater's Bible? Leaky. Brutus Scrimgeour. You are correct. Question number two. Which professional Quidditch team did Oliver Wood join after leaving Hogwarts? Mugglenet. Puddlemere United. Puddlemere United. <laughs> Question number three. Are we set? Okay. How many players are allowed in the scoring area at any one time? Leaky. Two. That is correct. Next category, spells. The current score, 15 points for the Leaky Cauldron and 8 points for MuggleNet. Question number one. This... I'm going to tell you ahead of time is a non-Harry Potter question. What is the incantation that Cinderella's fairy godmother uses to transform the pumpkin into a coach according to Disney? See, I couldn't even end the question. I'm sorry, I can only hear the first part of the question. Hold on, please. Stop, please. Emerson? I'm sorry, I only heard the first part of the question. Everyone was screaming and I couldn't hear. Okay, we're going to give you a new question. Listen. If you don't like it, stop making so much noise. Listen. Only fair. Listen. I've got plenty of questions. Yeah, but I, I knew that one. Fair, okay? Can we say something? Can we just say something? Yes. I think that for safety's sake, because you can now say that whenever you want, that's the last time that can be used. You guys just have to be quiet. Because anybody who didn't get the answer can say, I didn't hear it. Right. But okay? I, honestly, they couldn't. I no, couldn't. But, but, but you guys, do it, give me a break and... Let's let this happen. Here we go. You know what? When I was sitting in the front row during all the rest of this, I had difficulty understanding everybody talking up here. So it's not equal sound everywhere in this room. Okay? So we're going to do the best we can here. Next. We've seen several permanent sticking charms in action, mostly in 12 Grimold Place. 
What's the only use of this charm we've seen outside of that building? Do you want to say it? Leaky. It's in the Muggle Prime Minister's office. That is correct. <laughs> Next question. Next question. What does the incantation Pesky Pixie Pestronomy do? Mugglenet. It gets rid of pixies, except it doesn't really work. It doesn't really work. That is correct. <laughs> question number three. What spell does Sirius use to get the knocked-out Snape out of the Shrieking Shack? Mugglenet. Okay, got to have an answer. Right now. Avada Kedavra. <laughs> you wish. All right. Any response from Leaky? Mobili Corpus. Incorrect. Locomoto, more locomotor. Locomotor Mortis. You can't even Locomoto. say that. Oh, anyway. Check that one. Check that one. Seriously. Check it. Don't get the score on that one yet. Should we wait? Yeah, wait on that. I'm going to move ahead to the next question, but we're going to double check that one because after I said it, I'm looking at it and thinking I'm not absolutely sure. Okay, we're going to move ahead into Famous Wizards. Woo! Famous Wizards. Question number one. What is Morphin Gaunt's relationship to Lord Voldemort? We'll, we'll let MuggleNet give it a shot. All right, Uncle. That is correct. Next question. What killed Abraxas Malfoy? Leaky. Dragon pox. Correct. The lexicon team has checked and Mobile Corpus was correct on the spell. Alright. I like all these questions. That must be bad. I'm going to give you a really hard one. How many times does the name Sirius appear on the black family tree not counting erasures? <laughs> That's confidence right there. <laughs> they, they were trying to make us stick to the books, and we said, no, any canon's cool. Okay, let's hear it. None. Incorrect. One. Incorrect. Correct answer is two. Next question. What family's coat of arms is on Salazar Slytherin's ring? Leaky. Peverell? Sorry? Peverell? Peverell is correct. One more wizard question because I like them so much. According to Wicked, what is the Good Witch of Oz's original name before she changed it to Glinda? 
MuggleNet. Of course, Laura. She's never. Uh, Amber. <laughs> Hot if it Cheryl. Isn't, it should be. No, do we? Uh, would you like to give it a shot, Leaky? Belinda. Incorrect. It is Galinda. <laughs> Moving on. Oh. Miscellaneous questions. Oh. Question. Steve, is the answer pants? <laughs> no. <laughs> but we're going to give MuggleNet a point for bringing Yes! Yes! Yeah! 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 Are we ready? Sorry, that was a horrible inside joke. <laughs> Name a canon reference to Monty Python. Oh. MuggleNet. Cockroach Cluster. Cockroach Clusters is correct. <laughs> the score currently stands at 12 points for MuggleNet. I can't count that high. 19 for the Leaky Cauldron. Ladies and gentlemen... We have officially come to the end of this contest. However, we have one more question for everyone. We would like all of you to join us in singing the Hogwarts school song, word for word. Can you make an announcement? Nobody's won yet. It's a ten-point question. Ladies and gentlemen, before we all sing the Hogwarts School song, I need to say that in the SmackDown kick butt Leaky versus MuggleNet contest, which we have witnessed tonight, moderated fairly and, and I think rather well by Steve Vanderark of the Harry Potter Lexicon, with, with questions very brilliantly written by his staff, and um, with our wonderful assistants holding up our scorecards. And all those people, too. And Alex. I think we can officially say now that the Leaky Cauldron has trounced MuggleNet. However. However. If MuggleNet would like to challenge them to another round sometime. I'm sure that the lexicon would be more than happy to join in the fun. All right. Give me the copy of the words because I don't know them. Thank you. All right. Choose your own tune. Hogwarts, Hogwarts, Hoggy Woggy, Hogwarts. Teach us something, please. Whether we old and bald or young with scabby knees, our heads could do with filling done some interesting stuff. So teach us things worth knowing. Bring back what we forgot. Just do your best and learn our lesson and learn that our words. And learn until our brains are 
We are proud to be your website. Thank you. We'll do the rest and learn until our brains all rot. Now in pig Latin. Agurce, agurce, agi hai, orti way. You guys can leave, I'll just be here. Agurce, each day something. Say, I have another. I have another song to sing. Cheer, cheer for old no We found the music to Baltimore outside. We found it. So John and I owe you a song, but you're all going to sing with us. Everybody get out your words. Everybody got your words. Show them, please. You got him. Some members of Leaky will now be handing out earplugs <laughs> with the Leaky cauldron on them. What was that? Done. We're done with you for now. Huh? We want to be close to the action. You really don't. Is this one broken? <laughs> we love you, John Noe. Hello. Where are the words at? Right here. Put them where I can see them. I haven't sang this in a while. Does everybody know the story behind this? So because, you know, I do actually sing badly, so don't be alarmed. Just, there's a reason. Everybody will be singing. It will be lovely. Lovely. Yeah, my friend. Okay. Tone. He knows when you'll need 
Do I have to plead? That baby curse. Sweetie, now you're just making it worse. Super tuber pus just a squirt. Imagine how I'd feel if you're hurt. One love Fred and George is done by. This is not making me calm. And then when he's really burnt. He'll be furious. All shot remember me. Oh, how she looking just like her mom. We need to run. It's Voldemort outside. My sweet chosen one. The dark lord's outside. We'll stop to get right. Oh, he's coming too. And Hermione. With her Hogwarts history. Who knows we'll see tomorrow. And maybe after all that sorrow. At least they're gonna say that we I'd like to have you by my side. I love you so. Now we've got to go. Fight for the mark. Outside. I'll never do it again.